We're talking drums, creating conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. Hello. I am back from tour. This is it. We had a lovely last run of the year with my good friends in Unleash the Archers and Paladin. Uh, if you don't know, I am the host, Corey Hoffing, and I play for the band Lutharo. We uh, are releasing some new material, too. We've had two singles come out uh, from Atomic Fire Records. Very excited. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, check the links below. We'll have all that there. Um, yeah, it's been a great response to everything. A great way to finish out the year with four amazing Canadian shows. And before that, we had a little East Coast run of the States with Paladin, which was amazing. The big thanks to everybody who came out and supported us through all of that. Like It was absolutely amazing. Uh, the turnouts were incredible and it was great shredding every night. So big thanks on that. Um, got a sponsor for the podcast, Los Cabos Drumsticks. Might've heard earlier before this, you know, they are the best. They uh, have been super supportive while I've been on tour this year. Uh, they're absolutely incredible. I played the White Hickory 2Bs. Highly recommend for anyone in the death metal or extreme metal type stuff to check out the Red Hickory. A lot of my good buddies play the Red Hickory 2Bs or Red Hickory Rocks, so check those guys out. Uh, and our guest this week is also a part of Los Cabos Drumstick family, Samantha Landa. We caught up while she was on tour um, with Electric Callboy. Yeah, that was a, an incredible tour. Uh, they played Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, which is where we chatted. They, it was a sold-out show. Um, they absolutely killed it. They're supporting their new record, Slow Burn, which you can check out now on all streaming platforms. They got a couple music videos, which you should check out as well. Really sick. Really sick-looking music videos. So highly recommend checking those guys out. And hopefully you're checking this out on YouTube. We're doing all our episodes uh, in video now in 4K. So we're, we're moving up in the world. All right? We're doing our best, at least, over here, you know? And... In order for us to move up even further, if you want to support us in this growth of uh, the only drumming podcast to come out of Southern Ontario, I think, um, head over to our Patreon. We have a We're Talking Drums Patreon. Uh, it's only $2 a month right now for the, the the first tier of things you get all the episodes early we're gonna have some amazing new content coming out from myself as well as our guests uh and we also have a discord which you can get the link once you sign up so check that out you know what i may i'll just put the link to the discord below hop in there we're going to uh, be having some great conversations, dr sharing drum content. It's all drum-related. If you're a bass player, just don't worry. Pass on through. Shouldn't even be listening to this right now. 
but that's that's fine. I can't stop you from this side of things yet. Uh, so if you have any interest in all, any of that, supporting the podcast um, further, then head over to patreon.com backslash we're talking drums. There's no G on that. Um, it's uh, super cool and hip and stuff and things. And I'm definitely not losing this one. Okay, we're going to hop into this episode. I had a wonderful chat with Sam. This is the third time that she has been on the pod. And it's the first time that we have had a guest on three times. So this is a big one. It's awesome. Uh, It's a short one. So we're just going to get right into it. Here's my conversation with Samantha Landa of Conquer Divide. Samantha Landa, welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast once again. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, this is the third time. This is the first time someone's been on three times. And this is the first time we've done this in person. <laughs> That's true. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. always been online, yeah. Every, every time it's just been over Skype or Zoom or whatever we did it on. And the last time was a Halloween episode. Right. Which was something special we've never done since. So... <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it is getting around Halloween time again. So that must have been like two years ago. I have zero I sense think. of time anymore. Like post pandemic, I'm like, I don't, was it two years ago? Was it five years ago? People are having children and they're like full on like, you know, walking around now. So I'm like, I don't know how, how many years has passed. Yeah, it's insane. I had to look it up because I was like, it definitely was not last year. Because last year was just a blur of shit. Like... Between tours and everything, getting back into the swing of things, because like the year before that, like nothing was really going on. Totally, yeah. yeah. 2021, 2020 were right off. So, oh, we got this nice, uh, nice RV here. Nice. <laughs> it's you, always fun doing. Should we keep these going? Podcasts <laughs> in uh, back alleys behind venues. I, I mean, know? honestly, so. I feel like that's the most legit way to do it. Like. We're, we're looking at a bunch of buildings. We've got like some residential. We've got some commercial. We're in front of a shed. Yeah. We got, well, we got an upside down cross there yeah, in the so background. It's, so it's, it's pretty metal. Yeah. It's pretty perfect. It's a little bit of Satan yeah, in, in your shed. alley. There's probably raccoons in there or something. Honestly, I kind of hope there's a special are. guest come if, in. If there <laughs> was knows? a special guest raccoon right now, like I wouldn't even talk drums. Right. Oh, no. We just <laughs> hang out with the raccoon. Yeah. 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 We, we just interview the raccoon. That's it. I, yeah, I think, I think it would be a pretty. I think I feel like it's like the makings of like a really drunk adventure, but but with no alcohol, you know what I mean? But like the drunk vibes of <laughs> yeah. that kind of adventure where you're like, yeah, we just interviewed a raccoon for an hour and they're like, and we're how drunk were you? And you're like, we were dead sober. Dead sober. It was a great time. It was a great yeah. time. I remember yeah. that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like we just interviewed a raccoon. It was awesome. Yeah, it was sweet. All right, we're off to a good start. Here. <laughs> so you guys are a couple weeks into this tour now yeah. with Electric Callboy. Yeah. How's that going? It's going so good. Like we, uh, after we did the the video with them in Germany, like as soon as we met them, we were like, these are like our kindred spirits. These are like our brothers. Like we just, we just, we all got along really well right away. And we knew Mm -hmm. if we were to tour together, it was going to be really fun. And that's exactly what it's been. Like it's good vibes all around. Everyone's great. The crew is awesome as well. Everyone's friendly, hardworking, organized. It's amazing. We've got Tank the Tech, who's a, who's TMing. Um, everything is so organized. Um, Solence as well is on this tour as direct support from Sweden, and those guys are awesome as well. So it's just been awesome vibes. So much fun every night. Packed shows. The whole tour is sold out. So yeah. you really can't ask for much more. That's sick. Especially venues like Danforth. 
sold out. Like it's going to be crazy tonight. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. At the, the, I think the biggest venue we played was, uh, the Fillmore in Denver and it was like 3,700, uh, caps sold oh, out. And what's really crazy is, especially as openers, you know, we don't expect like everyone's going to get there early, especially cause sometimes we're on at like six. It, mostly we've yeah. been on at seven, but sometimes we've been on at six and we're like, oh, you know, most people are probably not going to come early for us, but it was absolutely packed every single night. There mm -hmm. was so, it was just packed house even for us. And we've just had such an amazing response. So it's yeah. been incredible. I had the same thing, a tour we did with Alestorm and Gloryhammer in May. Cause it was like Gloryhammer is kind of well known around here. They can pack some bigger venues. And then you have Alestorm and then you have like us, Lotharo who's like, we're, we're independent, like have one album out, like nobody in the States really knows us, but everybody showed up so early. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was packed yeah. every night when we went on, we we're like, what the fuck is happening? Again, three band bill, no locals. It was amazing. I, I amazing. think, and, and as someone who has played in many local bands for many years, I love the opportunity as a local band to have that of like course. local opener spot. Yeah. Um, but from like a logistical perspective, it is so nice uh, when you're on the touring yes. package to only have, and, and it's not even like a five band tour or a four band touring package. It's a yeah. three band touring package yeah. and it is just so nice and you can all use your own gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so relaxing. And then like the headliner can take as long as they want. And then you still have plenty of time to set up and do sound. You get a full sound check. Yep. Uh, it's that, amazing. That's definitely the plus. Um, I mean, as a drummer, I love being able to just leave my stuff on stage. So unless yeah. you're the headliner, mm -hmm. You know, if you're anywhere in the middle, you know, you don't usually get to leave your stuff on stage. Yeah. So that's one plus with opening, I'd say. You know, if, you're, if you can't headline, it's great to open sometimes because as the drummer, we can just leave our kid on stage and yeah. be ready to go. And then you just walk up, start playing. And I'm like, is this is this what it's like to be like a vocalist? Like you can just step <laughs> on stage and start. Like, what's that like? Like, that's right? how it feels. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, look, yeah, we opened the last tour and it was it was sick. Like, we do our sound check, and then everything stays as is. It's going to be exactly how it was during sound check. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Sick. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather open than be, like, third out of five. Yeah. That's, like, the worst spot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean I'll take it. Like, if it's, like, a really cool bill, and, you know, it means, it means you know, more people are going to be there or whatever, like, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like, no, but... Yeah. but it's like the perks of opening that I feel like not everyone talks about. Especially as a drummer. Especially as a drummer. Yeah. Because you can you can go up, set up your kit, and then you're like, okay, we have to hit play. Like yep. a 15-minute changeover. So, and then you start the set and you start playing. You're like, oh my God, this is a disaster. Yep. Like it looked fine until you start playing. And then you're like, oh, my China's way back behind me. You know? Yeah. There's so. always some, it's like something can look on and it feels off and it's the most yeah. minute detail. And I feel like non-drummer, well, maybe non-drummers could get it if they're like, oh, well, like my strings, like this, you know, the string, um, response is slightly off. Um, but with drummers, there's so many pieces that like yeah. one little thing is off. Mm -hmm. it, it can really mess up your whole, the whole thing. That's why I love having a rack. Yeah. Cause everything stays as well, supposed to stay <laughs> as is cool. every day. Or at least when I set it up side stage, I can check to see if everything's good and level and perfect and then move it in and hopefully everything stays. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's funny because I've gone back and forth as a rack aficionado and a rack hater. It's really weird. And I've done both and I've toured extensively with both. Mm -hmm. And even, but today 
was one of those days where I was like, I wish I had a rack with me right now because there was just something that was off and I need to um, restrike my my drum rug because yeah. I've lost a bunch of the tape and I really just need to sit down and, and restrike it. But um, so, so because I've lost some of the tape, I'm like trying to put my stands in the right place and I'm like, something is off, like something isn't working. Like why, I don't understand. And it was fine when I set it up on the floor and then I move it to the stage and suddenly it's not working. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man, this really sucks. And uh, yeah, so I don't know, it's just like like little things like that where I'm like, man, I hate all these legs. <laughs> right, and I, I didn't use a rack for our last tour because I just got a rental kit from Mapex. So they just like supply all stands and everything. I was like, I'm not gonna bring my rack. Mm -hmm. I was sharing with Glorhammer as well. So I was like, eh, stuff needs to change, it's easy. And mm -hmm. they did, because he had more symbols than me. So we had to add in stuff. Uh, we didn't mark the rug until like five shows in. Wow. Yeah. Cause like I, w I just wanted to figure out everything. Mm -hmm. And then once Ben got comfortable, uh, we like, he's like, yeah, we need, we need to mark this rug. This needs to be the same every day. I'm like, ah, right, sure. Yeah. Dude, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah. So we got, we just marked it and it was so easy yeah. from then on out. Like it was just, everything was perfect. And I love that. And I usually hate sharing kits with other drummers. Um, but that was so easy because we mm -hmm. played almost the exact same setup. Oh, that's awesome. It was literally just symbols slightly changed and that was it, you know? But there, there's, um, there's a song that I'm supposed to play um, with Electric Callboy tomorrow in Montreal. Right. And um, I'm looking at pictures of David's kit and I've seen him play his kit a million times now. And I'm like, he plays his toms super flat, super low. And I'm like, I'm going to absolutely hit the rims on these if I oh, yeah. dare. So you I got, knew I had to adapt the song. Just like, da -da 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 like That's just all rim shots. 100%. Actually, years ago, <laughs> um, I had to share a kit with a Legion and, and it was the same deal. But yeah. I had, instead of leaving out all the fills, I'd say I was, I mean, I'm more ex obviously more experienced now, but when we did that, I'm trying to play it exactly as I usually play it. And mm -hmm. it's all just click, 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 click. You know, you hear the snare and then a click, 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 and then maybe one tom and a click, 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 and I'm hitting the rims the entire time. And it was obnoxiously bad. And uh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to simplify the part. I'm not going to hit any of the rack toms. Yeah. And I'm just going to hit, you know, kick, hi-hat, crashes, uh, a snare and floor tom. That's it. So that's it. hopefully that's that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. It's a pretty yeah. straightforward song. It's a straightforward song. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to go up and crush it. Yeah. That's all. Do you play to a click for yep. yeah for that yep. song? Uh, yep. Yeah. So I've just never okay. like hooked into their system before, so I have no idea mm. like what their settings are because um, David hits way harder than me, way yeah. harder than me. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's gonna like throw them off because I'm a bit of a I have a bit of a lighter touch. Um, so we will see how that goes during soundcheck. Yeah, the sound guy's gonna have to be on top of it. Hundred so, percent. Oh, he, he's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the band will be fine on stage. Yeah. You know, whatever they do their thing, but they just the audience. Because I did the same thing years ago where uh, Alestorm's drummer couldn't do uh, three shows. I think he like injured his arm like two shows into the tour. Sucks. And then we're in France, or no, we are in Poland. And I walk into the venue and it's like, oh yeah, like, do you know our stuff? Can you play? And I'm like, sure. There's their drum tech played most of the set and he hit really light. And then I got on 
And he pretty much, the sound guy was like, I just turned your snare off. Because it was I just, just so loud. I just did like a reverb send. So it was like some verb coming through the PA, but like I didn't need to put your reverb, your snare through the, just like whoosh. he had to completely change the drum mix as soon as I got up there yeah. for those two songs. Yeah. So I was like, eh, Was there a sorry. reason that they that they didn't have the tech do the whole thing? Or was it kind of like, oh, we want to give Corey a, you know, a, um, a shot? Just to give him like a little bit of a break. Because okay. it was a it was a headlining set. It's a long set. It was like an hour close to an hour and a half I think mm -hmm. so I played the last two songs of the set and then the last two songs of the encore gotcha so okay. I got to end the show yeah, like both times it. it was really nice yeah oh, it was man. cool love that. it was a lot of fun I yeah. love that man yeah. drummers rule <laughs> yeah yeah it's sick uh, so you guys are supporting a brand new album that came out on Friday which I think when this comes out it'll be a couple weeks uh, into the release uh, how are you feeling about it? How, has it been exciting? Have you guys even realized? Because you've been on the road the whole time. So did it kind of just like come and go? Like we're busy doing shit. hundred percent. hundred percent. I have to say, if you can avoid releasing an album while you're on tour, definitely uh, avoid it. Yeah. Um, but it just was unavoidable just due to several circumstances. And, you know, mm -hmm. we, we've been trying to prepare the best we can but it was tough because there were so many days where we had like no reception and the the album was released on the day we were playing Blue Ridge zero reception oh, pretty much especially in the evening at Blue Ridge yeah. and we're like trying to post all this content we're trying to contact the label saying can you do this for us because like we have we can't post anything we can't download anything yeah. like we barely have any reception and yeah, it was it was a crazy that was a crazy day and we weren't actually allowed to sell our music at Blue Ridge. It turns out it was soft goods only. So we could only sell t-shirts oh, and we didn't know that until we got there. So we're like, "Well, we can't sell our album uh, on release day on and release uh, we have no reception." So it was just we just had to roll with the punches. Yeah. And um but I mean, we're so excited. Like that aside, like just timing aside, mm -hmm. we're so excited about it. It's the first album in 8 years. It's a lot of like finalies, I'd say within our camp. So you know, it was there was the hiatus. Then the band was active again. Then the pandemic happened. Then, you know, then there was some. You know, then we were trying to find a label to release it. And then we had to, you know, yeah. we were working on a couple more tracks for it. And so it, to finally have it out is just like an awesome, awesome feeling. Yeah, yeah, it, feel, it must feel really good because yeah. the last full length was in like 2015. Yeah, yeah, and, and then it's the it's only just, one. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of been singles and this and that and kind of like rebuilding the band ever since right yeah. so yeah yeah i know i've uh, given the album a couple spins and there's a couple tracks that are probably my favorite if i can remember it uh over it yeah is one of them it has like a hard like pop punk vibe to it Catchy. i love it and i can't think of the other one what's the vibe i can't no, it's uh, it uh, has like a Gojira vibe. Welcome to Paradise. Yes. Is it like in the one? In yes. I think it's ten. That's it. The one in ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. Sick. Yeah. We're playing that tonight. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. Yeah. It's, it's one it? of my favorite drumming songs. Yeah. When, when it album. kicks in, I'm like, holy shit! Like this, this like has that like Mario feel to the drums, like those Ooh. like displaced snare hits, but you're keeping the groove solid. Like, yeah. 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 yeah I love I that really song. Stoked. I love yeah. playing that song. And um, yeah, there's such a variety of, of vibes on the album, like like very different, I don't know, exploring different kind of subgenres and things like that. But mm -hmm. all of it has the same sort of underlying themes, I'd say. And you can still, it's still very us, but there's like heavier songs, like um, like Afterthought, where it's more on like the metalcore roots and there's not yeah. a lot of singing. 
and then you get the popular ones like Over It, um, Only Girl, you know, it's a soft, very soft song in 6-8. Um, and um, actually Over It has such a, I feel like Over It has such a kind of a Foo Fighters vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got like yeah, radio rock that. to like metalcore. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. And you go from like super heavy, like um, like those like Gojira style, like insanely heavy riffs into these like super soft verses that kind of like emotionally driven. And yeah, it's really sick. Mm -hmm. it, it has like tons of highs and lows and yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So what was the, what was like the writing process and everything like that? Like, uh, is there like a main songwriter in the band that kind of takes care of everything? Yeah. I, uh, Kristen, the rhythm guitarist is the main okay. songwriter in the band. She does the, the majority of the songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, Izzy, the lead guitarist lives close to Kristen. So those two will usually kind of collaborate. Kristen might come awesome. up with like the song framework. Um, there's some co-writes on the album as well, where we've worked with other writers or producers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, so it's, you know, a lot of it is a group effort, but it's it's tough because it's not like your traditional band where you all live in the same city and you jam a couple days a week and you kind of organically create a song. Right. So it really does start, I'd say, with Kristen or Kristen and Izzy or whatever. Um, and then everyone else has a chance to kind of contribute. So, for example, um, for um, what was it? What song was it? Oh, it was over it, actually, um, where uh, the producer had had put in some kind of placeholder drums and said, mm -hmm. hey, Sam, what do you think about this? Would you change anything? And so it was really easy for me to just like record um, my, my drum ideas like on MIDI. So I just record them on my my um, yeah, you have an e my Roland kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I can just send over my ideas and then, you know. And then he kind of like integrates it into what's already there. So yeah, because yeah, I know when you're writing guitars and everything, um, you want to make sure it has the feel that was intended so it's like okay here's placeholder drums yeah. right and then that way you can like put your flair on or if you have a different idea yeah. then you know you can kind of have that out maybe it has a different feel and that's what the song needs totally but, yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah. usually it, it's we're always i feel like most of us are on the same page when it comes to like the the feel that the song should have so yeah. if it's like oh we know we think that it should have like this kind of groove i'm like yeah that's a, that's what i would have done like yeah that's 100 you know, yeah. makes sense so I, I definitely feel like it, the group writes well together and and it's a it's more of like a linear writing process more than like maybe a you know everyone's writing together in the same room right. so it's more of a step-by-step yeah. -step, hey now we've done this part what do you guys think everyone likes it okay cool now you contribute your ideas and yeah, yeah. so on i feel like a lot more bands are going that route too because it's the local scenes are kind of uh, I don't want to say dying out, but as far as musicians go, you know what you're looking for in a drummer or in a guitar player or vocalist. And when you find somebody, it doesn't matter if they live in your city or not. Like the internet brings all of us together. Yeah. We can send files. Everybody can record in their own homes now. Like just the home recording process is so easy. So doing demos and everything and sending files back and forth and then you just get together for a rehearsal or two before tour and away you go. Exactly. And right? that's, like, that's exactly how we work. So it's usually we get together like a week or so before the tour. Yeah. We all meet up in Michigan. We all jam. Um, this was an exception on this tour because I was getting married. So right. we had a fill-in drummer for the first two shows. I flew out the night after my wedding uh, like a psycho. <laughs> and I still have my wedding nails. Um, yeah. Nice. Just went straight to tour. It's the tour honeymoon. Yeah. How's, how's Greg feel about that? he loves it you know be sad i'm gone mm -hmm. i'll see him tomorrow night in montreal but that's right i think yeah. it's just he's he's very very supportive and mm -hmm. i think it's one of those things where 
I mean, it's really important to have a supportive partner and, and I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to be with someone I, who, who doesn't support me living my dreams. And right. I, I feel very grateful to, to have that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, especially if you're going to go the extra mile and, and get married, hopefully, you know, he's a musician as well. Yeah. So like, that's the, that's the thing. I'd like us touring musicians and stuff. So hard to date somebody who's not a musician and 100%. doesn't understand it. Yeah. I was single for a, a while because of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard. It's yeah. Hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Like being away from your significant other and then, you know, if they don't, if they're not understanding, then it's mm-hmm. like, it makes tour hell and tour can be hell already. Right. <laughs> and then you have someone angry right? at home who's messaging oh you, you know, I, like I couldn't do, I couldn't do that. I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't expect anyone to, and, Especially when, you know, you get to know someone and you know, hey, this music's their life. And especially if they're touring already and, yeah. you know, it's just you take it or leave it. This is this is my lifestyle. And if you don't like it, then it's just you're not it's not the right move. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned uh, playing Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Yes. That uh, I've been seeing a lot of posts from that. You guys got pretty lucky. We did with being able to perform there. We did get lucky. Twenty twenty three Blue Ridge. We yeah. got yeah. Because yeah. I saw some footage of it uh, later on in the evening. I think on like Friday or something like that. Mm-hmm. That it's just like torrential downpour. Yeah. And I know um, Born of Osiris got to play as well. Were you on the Friday? We were on the Friday. On the Friday. Yeah. Okay. The Perfect. one. The one good day uh weather wise i mean it was hot like don't get me wrong i was Mm -hmm. dying um my fan was blowing hot air at me my sticks were slipping Ah. it was not my finest performance but i had a great time we all had a great time uh we had a a, you know a solid audience as well Mm -hmm. but we really got lucky because like you said the night before got pretty much rained out and then the the rest of the festival was canceled like the next day uh, i think the morning of storms came back so we had the one nice day without rain yeah 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 then that was like killer lineup too for yeah. that festival yeah. i was looking through all the bands it's like oh they're not playing they're not playing like fuck. yeah that oh, sucks man so we we all wanted to watch electric cowboy even though we watched them every night because we're like we gotta, we gotta support, it's, it's different support on the homies. festival stage right? yeah oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah and they were yeah. amazing and then immediately after a bunch of us ran to sleep token because we're like we have to see sleep token yeah. and then after that it was just like i don't know it was just so busy they were just it was, it was it was a good lineup even just on yeah. our day on the friday Oh yeah, every day was killer. It was. Yeah. There were yeah. a lot of good drummers on that. I mean, at any festival, there's bound to be a bunch of good drummers. But there were so many. Yeah. There were so many good drummers there. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love festivals. I just I'll just like go over to random backstages and just see what drummers yep. playing. Like, oh, okay, yep. cool. It's a cool setup. All right, yeah. like get some ideas. You know, I'm always yeah. I always like to change my setup slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I used to go I used to play three rack toms and now I'm like oh, I'm gonna do two and two floors and now oh, I'm gonna move my fourteen to the left side yeah. and see how that works. You know, so I'm a I I'm all about creature comforts um mm. when i have a setup that works i am so scared to change it because i'm like this finally feels right this finally feels good and then as soon as one thing's out of place i'm like no because i'm it's like i don't give myself the time to experiment with my setup as much as right. i'd like to yeah. i really would like to mm-hmm. like i would love to have some different cymbal sounds i'd love to have maybe another tom and blah 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 blah, blah secondary snare but i'm a I'm nervous. Yeah. I, you know what? During the pandemic would have been a good time to be experimenting. <laughs> Probably would have. It would have, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, great, had they yeah. not closed my space for months. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, closer to the end when I could go to my space, but I couldn't see people. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. I could have been experimenting, yeah, but I was like, yeah. no, you know, I think I'm just going to work on 
what I got here. And yeah. yeah. So maybe one day I'll, I'll yeah. change it. I was kind of the same way too. But the one thing that I want to implement, but I don't have the money for it because symbols are expensive, is looking at uh, Austin Archie's setup from Lorna oh, Shore. What's his setup so like? He's using three rack toms, uh, two floors, like uh, one on either side. But his crashes, he has two closer to the middle, up, I think up high, and then two on the sides that are a little lower. So he has like two almost stacked, like side by side mm-hmm. uh, on top of each other uh, out front. And then he's got his usual, like, chinas on either side and ride. But it's just that, like, four crashes. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like how that looks. I, I want more crashes. I just use two crashes, two chinas, two hats, and a ride. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's pretty simple. But, yeah. Hey, man, mine's even, mine's even simpler. Like, I got, what do I have? Mine's so close to just the standard rock drum setup, like, my tour kit is, has one fewer tom than I use at home for practice, but it's mm-hmm. just like the five-piece kit. I've got the I've got one set of hi-hats. i got the two crashes. i got the ride. I have two splashes. I use one splash on tour and, mm-hmm. and a china, and that's it. So it's super, that's super it. simple. That's all we simple. really need. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't want to carry more gear. I'm lazy. <laughs> I Until I can afford a tech, I'm like, nah. So I mine barely fit into my cymbal case, and I'm like, I'm not getting a second cymbal case. So yeah. this is it for now. Yeah. I'm not allowed. Like, I only use one splash as well on tour. I'm like, no, it can't, can't have either. two. No. Nope. Because it won't fit. No. Nope. I'll have to put it in a different bag. I'm like, not happening. No. Nope. Uh, I know some guys that tour with two, but nah. No. Nah, not happening. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. And all those symbols are Sabian. Of course. Yes. Exactly. The best symbols. The best symbol company out there. Ever. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> what uh, What crashes are you using? Because I... I'm using 19-inch AAX and uh, I think an 18-inch AAX as well. I use those. That's actually... So I use the 17 and the 19 at home, the AAX uh, AA okay. Explosions. Yes, AAX yeah. Explosions. So here yeah. I've got the... Um, actually, I bought it as a pack because I was like, oh, conveniently, this pack has all my favorite, you know, yeah. AAX. It's like the, the... Well, I don't play in a religious band, but it's called the Praise and Worship set from Sabian. And it's like... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's AA Explosions, and it's a 16, it's an 18. Um, two crashes, ride, and hi-hats. Or, okay. Or, uh, did it come with the splash? It might have come with a splash, too. I can't, I can't remember. Nice, yeah. yeah. I like the... I, what splash? I'm using a different splash, though. I forget. I, it's... Uh, I think it's the HX series. Mm-hmm. I bought it used, mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah, I've never had the AAX splash... No. I have, um, I think it's an eight inch arrow splash, I think is what I'm oh, using. Okay. So I've got a couple, I got a couple holy symbols. I got my, well, speaking of religious symbol pack, I got some holy symbols. I've got my, uh, yeah, I've got my, I think it's an arrow splash and then I've got the holy china. And it's funny because it. ever since I was like 15 or 16 and going to like warp tour and seeing all the like core bands with their holy chinas and yeah. I finally got a holy china and I love yeah. it. 19 inch? Man, I don't even know. Because I, I think they have... Uh, I don't think it's a 19. A I want to say it's a 17. 17? Okay. I, I might I'm be curious. wrong. We may have to add these in the... Add the right um, specs in the comments because I'm going to have to yeah. take a look. Because I sometimes I get confused with my gear at home and my gear. So, like, I've got a kit in Michigan that stays in Michigan. It's for the band. Right. And then I've got a kit at home. And sometimes it just blurs in my mind. I'm like, which China... I know I have a Holy China on tour, but I can't remember if it's the smaller one. Mm-hmm. I think I have a 19-inch China 
at home. At home, But yeah. I think this might be the 17. I might be wrong. Nice. I'm curious how's the difference because I've only had the 19s. Yeah. Yeah. I always go for it. I've, and even I got a uh, exchange recently because I cracked one while I was on tour. So I went in to get a new one. They're like, okay, we, we got to sort this out because you've bought this so many times. We don't know like... Which one, like, over the last decade, you've bought, like, eight of these. Wow. So I'm like... It's like, what's yeah, the problem yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Just just give me a new one, please. Yeah. I know. Like, I bought it, like, like, eight months ago, and it's broken. So they crack. Yeah. But they're amazing. Yeah. They're the best. Like, unmatched. I've never had a China sound, any, like, that good. Ever. I love them. I love it, how they feel, too. Like, yeah. it's just, like, butter. Like, it's smooth. Oh, it's it's, it's quick, but it's not too quick. And that's why I wanted a slightly smaller... Um, I know I wanted a, a slightly smaller china, so it's a little bit higher frequency. It's a little bit shorter, a little bit yeah. less reverb. Um, but... Uh, or sustain, not reverb. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those, those chinas. And your touring kit is a Mapex Saturn Evolution? It is, correct. In, bl- in what piano is it? black. Piano black is what in they call piano it. Yes, black. piano black. I, 10, 12, 14, mm, 20. 20 inch kicks? Yes. Oh, wow. A little baby kick. Ooh, yep. that's nice. Yeah. I've only used the 22s. Mm. Yeah. I used the, um, the white one. Whatever. I It's something white i don't know what they call it though like the finish the finish yeah mm. i don't know i, I want to call it a flat white flat like the white? drink i'm sure that's not what it is it's but definitely it's, not no it. it's no, not no no but i've used that twice in studio and i love them mm-hmm. I, lo- I want one of my own because yeah, we sick. have the same kit at home the saturn 5 or v yeah uh, with the black burl finish. I love that one. It's I love really it. nice. I love it. But uh, playing on those Saturn Evolutions, I'm Ooh. like, oh. The suspension system's really cool. Yeah, um, the, the toms are so easy to tune. They are. They it's are. like, oh, I really like them. I love them so, so I kind of wish I had this one at home. But so I've got the, the, the Evolution. I, I have the Evolution on tour, and that's awesome. Um, and then, you know, I go home, and I'm perfect. I'm very happy with the with the Saturn Five. But yeah, the Evolutions yeah. are it's an evolution in innovation in Mapex products. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Go Mapex. Love you. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. Shout out, Craig. Hey. Best artist rep ever. Yep. You're the man. Uh, okay. We got to wrap this up because you have a show to play. Uh, so it's a little shorter episode this time. But you know what? People are busy. Got shit to do. We got stuff to do. You know, you yeah. probably got. I don't know if you do. You eat food before you play. I, or I usually is have it, something small. Really yeah, small. just a snack. Just enough to like keep you going, and then I'll eat fully after. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be like weighed down. No, like an hour like, before you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna eat this like 800 calorie meal. Like, yeah, it never turns <sighs> out well. It that's never does. And then you got to like use the bathroom like immediately before, and you're like, I can't though. Like, I have no time. I I have to. Get ready. I have to warm up. And then you're like, yeah. why did I eat that burger? Or yeah, you just feel sluggish the whole time. Yeah, it's not good. It's all for me. It's just caffeine, hydration. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little bit of blood pumping. Mm-hmm. I, I like to have a sweat going before I get on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I've started doing really that. Nice. And there's been there's been a couple of drummers who have um, shared that as part of their routine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing it, which is they like get, get the blood pump pumping. So like I'll try and like jump. Like in place or like do jumping jacks. Jumping jacks, push-ups, like all that. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
get the blood going. Yeah. You know? And I find it helps. So it's not like you're going in cold. Like even if you warm up your arms or your legs, or you stretch or whatever, it doesn't give you like the cardio. So I feel yeah. like you need to get the cardio. You need to get the, the heart going and start building mm-hmm. a sweat. And then you're like, I'm ready to go. Well, before you stretch, you should get your blood pumping anyways, or else you're just like pulling on like muscles Tough and muscles. ligaments that <laughs> yeah. don't have blood pumping through them properly. Yep. So yep. yeah, fun tip. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little workout, then stretch. Then go on stage. Yep, hundred percent. Then you're good. Yep. Uh, all right. So you like right after this tour, you have you jump right onto another tour. Yes. Uh, and you, so you guys are gone until the end of the month. Yep. Yeah. I think I fly home on October second. I think our last gig is like September thirtieth or something. Yeah. Um. So after the Electric Cowboy tour, we're uh, we're out with Icon for Hire for two weeks, and that's we've got um, one Toronto date, and then we've got the rest are kind of like northeast. Midwest US. Okay. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll put all the dates. Hopefully this will be out before then. Um, but yeah, if you're in Toronto, uh, what Lee's Palace on yes. September 22nd. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. I'm glad that we made some time or you made some time to chat with me today. So Ooh. thanks a lot. And thanks. Yeah. We'll get you going so you can play a sick show. Wicked. Tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Can we like cheers with these mics? Awesome. Is that I think weird? So, yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to the We're Talking Drums podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure to follow us on Instagram at We're Talking Drums and share with your friends. Also, check out our Patreon for bonus content and early episodes. 